leadership crisis. President Joe Biden mentally and physically deteriorating. The man is so foggy brain now that he couldn't even read a speech on a teleprompter last week without reading the instructions to repeat a line. It is noteworthy that the percentage of women who register to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the line. Biden's decline is now so obvious that even the left-wing papers that campaigned for him report on what they used to hide to make sure that, you know, he beat Trump. The New York Times, for instance, now reports Biden's team has to schedule lots of rest for the 79-year-old. It says Biden now shuffles when he walks. Staff are scared he's going to trip over. They're scared when he opens his mouth, so they keep him away from press conferences. And Biden is not even halfway through his four-year term. At this rate of decline, it's so fast, it's fair to ask, can he go the distance? And that puts the spotlight right on Kamala Harris. This is a really big leadership issue. And part of the reason for that is the idiotic identity politics that has made her the vice president. Now, it's true that every presidential candidate, when they're choosing their running mate, their vice president, has politics on their mind. For instance, uh, if they're strong in the north of the country, they want a running mate who may be strong in the south. But in almost every case, they've at least chosen someone who could take over as president. John F. Kennedy thankfully chose the very wily Lyndon B. Johnson, who made a fine president when Kennedy was assassinated. Ronald Reagan had George Bush Sr., a former CIA director who later became president himself. But Biden, he picked Kamala Harris, a former district attorney from California, been in the Senate for just three years and done nothing of note. But the Democrat left, the media left, they said, well, look, you know, Biden is a white male. And so he needs to run with a black woman to balance things, you know, to balance the identities. And Biden didn't resist this nonsense. And the weird thing is that almost no one in the mainstream media bothered to ask, could Kamala, Kamala Harris actually do the very one thing, the most important thing that you would need from a vice president to take over as president if the worst happens? And the answer is she almost certainly could not. You just listen to her, you, you realise that here's someone without a single profound insight. Here she is last week trying to explain why the US Congress never got around to codifying abortion laws before the Supreme Court just tossed out Roe versus Wade. I think that, to be very honest with you, I, I do believe that we should have rightly believed, but we certainly believe that certain issues are just settled. Certain issues are just settled. Clearly we're not. No, that's right. And that's why I do believe that we are living, sadly, in um, real unsettled times. Honestly, she never says anything profound. It's always blah, blah, blah. In fact, Harris has also failed completely at the one job, the one big job that President Biden gave her, which is stop the illegal immigration over the US-Mexico border. But a year and a half later, a new record. Nearly a quarter of a million immigrants in just one month flooded over that border. Here is Texas Governor Greg Abbott on the weekend. This, it was just two years ago, we had the, the lowest number of uh, people coming across the border in apprehensions uh, under President Trump. Uh, and then President Biden took over and eliminated all of the policies that President Trump put in place. Uh, and it has led uh, to this uh, unprecedented, overwhelming number of uh, people coming across the border. There's a record number of people coming across the border from more than 150 different countries uh, across the entire globe. Joining me is Kosher Garden, an American tech entrepreneur, commentator, Sky News contributor. What doesn't she do? Uh, Kosher, thanks for uh, coming on the show again. Love to see you uh, every time. Look, how bad is Biden's decline? Uh, it's not pretty, Andrew, and, and good to be with you. If you look at the latest polling, just as a, as a barometer of it, the RCP, Real Clear Politics Average Poll of Polls, he's at about 38% right now. That is well below the waterline of 45-50% that they say usually is a harbinger for a, su a successful presidency and re-election. He's at 38%, looking at that average. That is lower than rec in recent times previous presidents at this point in their presidencies. It is lower in every single segment, whether it's Democrats overall, women, Hispanics, uh, the black vote, which the Democrat Party heavily relies on.
Broadcasting from the Big Peach of Atlanta, Georgia, a show unfiltered, unscripted, raw. The Patriot Angle Podcast. Alrighty, guys, welcome to tonight's show. Welcome, guys. Uh, as you may or may not uh, be aware, um, my uh, my co-host uh, Soslin that was supposed to be joining us uh, tonight um, uh, got uh, fairly busy, uh, as he has been busy uh, for the last several weeks now, uh, dealing with some political events and what have you. But uh, the show must go on, guys, and uh, I'm going to carry this show the very best that I possibly can, guys. Um, I want to thank anybody who's joining us here live, uh, whether you're joining us on Twitch. Uh, you can hit that follow button at US Patriot Unfiltered, as well as the uh, official Facebook page, the Patriot Angle Podcast. As well as Rumble. That's right, guys. We are streaming live on Rumble. So wherever you are viewing us on, guys, please make sure you get those comments in, and I will try to answer them to the best of my abilities. Guys, I want to tackle this uh, this topic tonight. As you can see, uh, for those who are streaming live here on the live panel, uh, episode 293, guys. That's right. We're pushing damn near almost 300 episodes. Uh, thank you for those who have been on board uh, from the very beginning. From the very beginning of the pilot episode of the Patriot Angle podcast. Beforehand, we were called the Kitchen Angle podcast. If you all remember that, we transitioned into the Patriot Angle podcast to fit our demeanor, our content, guys. But guys, this is episode 293. Want to get into uh, the topic here that America is now saying that Biden must resign. That's right, folks. He must resign. The man is becoming too damn old for this White House. And I, I think he just, he, he can't tackle the, uh, the the position anymore. You know, uh, he, he just, he, he can't do it. He can't do it. You know, and, you know, I, I see this from the very beginning, folks. I knew the president was too old. Uh, I just, I, I didn't understand, literally, um, why he even got in the, in, in the first place. Why he didn't get in to uh, this position. What was the, what was the reason behind getting him into this position? Was it to beat Trump out of office? Was it to tackle the Republican Party? Was it to try to crush the MAGA movement? Folks, we're trying to still understand what this president, this, this Joseph Biden, is trying to accomplish. He's not accomplishing a damn thing, guys. Not accomplishing a damn thing. I got this topic I also want to get into towards the end of this uh, podcast episode with Flora trying to say, or at least they're trying to do this. Let me retract my statement. The uh, the mega governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, uh, literally fighting for his state, which they are seeing a culture war in their state. If anybody's been paying attention to the news over there uh, within that uh, segment. But guys here, I want to plug in a video here on the show. From my good friend from Detroit, Joseph M. Leonard, that was on the show last night, did a damn good show, almost hit two hours on that show. Thank you very much, Joseph, uh, for joining us on that show. A tremendous honor always having him, guys. But this is exactly what Joseph said, guys. Check this out. I went to that Ontario, California 7 Eleven. That's closing. I know that area. It used to be a nice area. It is now like a third world nation that Gavin Newsom yeah. and the fashion crafts have given us. 
California, the homelessness that you have in California. Oh, it's, it's it, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Joseph here, I, I do want to uh, basically uh, 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 get a comment in here. I'm going to try to plug it in. Coming actually off of Joseph's panel here, off uh, off of YouTube, uh, basically asking Joseph. Uh, now, and he's agreeing with Joseph. Uh, and I'm not just saying that, folks, because, you know, he, he, he's on his channel. But he's agreeing with Joseph with everything he's saying. You know, the Fashocrats, uh, Bernie Sanders going on to everything uh, please uh, i need you to grant permission off the of youtube so i can plug in tremendous tremendous uh content uh that joseph did bring into last night's stream thank you very much joseph you're always welcome back to the show buddy uh Damn good content. We got into the deep stuck, excuse me, deep state of muck. Uh, we got into the corruption. We got into the liberal fascism. That's literally hitting our shores as we speak. Literally. The liberal madness that I've been calling on this movement for the last two years, folks, is literally breathing. It's alive and it's, 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 it's crazy. It really is. It, it, it needs to stop. It really does. It, it, it's 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 disgusting, disgusting. You you have literally politicians that turned radicalized in doing whatever the hell they can do, whatever the hell they can do, and you know they'll do anything that they could possibly do. Uh, to destroy this movement. They'll do it. They'll do it in a heartbeat, folks. They will literally try to do whatever the hell they could possibly do to destroy the heartbeat of America. You know, it's 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 terrible. Yeah, I, I you know, it, 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 it needs to end. And we need to save our country. We definitely need to save the country, folks, because we are in a melting pot, a melting pot beyond a melting pot. And I'm not talking about the great restaurant because I love that restaurant. It's 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 phenomenal. But guys, I want to get into um, uh, some breaking news earlier today. Yeah, folks, earlier today. From the Capitol. That's right, guys. We had a hearing to determine the faith of our country. That's right. Check this clip out. It's recognized. Uh, thank you, Madam Speaker. Democrats prevent Republicans from serving on the select committee. Democrats kick Republicans off standing committees. Democrats try to make D.C. a state. Democrats try to end the filibuster. They try to pack the court. They do secret impeachment hearings in the bunker in the basement of the Capitol, and they just said a naval veteran is afraid of the truth. And now today, now today they are destroying executive privilege. The United States Supreme Court held those who assist the president must be free to explore alternatives in the process of shaping policies and making decisions, and to do so in a way that many would be unwilling to do except privately. The court further stated presidential administrations of both parties have asserted that president's close advisors are an extension of the president. Who are these close advisors? Who are these individuals who are an extension of the president of the United States? Well, there's actually a bunch. But certainly the three most important are the national security advisor, the White House counsel, and the chief of staff to the president. And I would argue the chief of staff is the closest of the close. He's the one who spends more time with the commander-in-chief than anyone else. Now, why do we have this privilege? Why do we have it? Why is the decision-making process between the president and his close advisors a private matter? Why is that? Well, guess what? Supreme Court told us the answer to that one, too. Quote, executive privilege serves the necessity for protection of the public interest in candid, objective, and even harsh opinions in presidential decision-making. Let me just say that again. Executive privilege serves the public interest 
It's for us. It's for we the people. It's not for President Trump. It's not for Mark Meadows. It's not for any president. It's not for any chief of staff. It's for the country. But the Democrats, they're not going to worry about that. They're going to forget about that because they think this is good politics. They think this is all about politics. They used to care. They used to care about executive privilege when Republicans wanted information. During the Fast and Furious scandal, President Obama asserted executive privilege for bureaucrats at ATF and DOJ. And think about it. A bureaucrat in a federal agency gets privilege, but not the chief of staff to the president. Because Mark Meadows worked for President Trump. And Democrats have been out to get President Trump before he ever took office when they first tried to spy on him, actually did spy on him in 2016. They're going to destroy this precedent even though even though this very question is in front of the courts as we speak. They're going to destroy this precedent that's been around since 1794 when our first president first asserted it. And for what? What did Mark Meadows do? He gave the committee thousands of emails. He gave the committee thousands of text messages. And he agreed to come in front of the committee and answer any question as long as it didn't violate executive privilege. The privilege that's not his to waive, it belongs to the president. The privilege that the court said is critical to executive decision making. The privilege that exists for the benefit of we, the people. And the privilege that's been around since George Washington asserted it. But Democrats says, nope, not good enough, Mr. Meadows. You've got to come in and answer any and every question we ask you. Or we're going to try to put you in prison. It's disgusting. It is so disgusting. Think about it. We weren't allowed to know who the anonymous, so-called anonymous whistleblower was when they tried to impeach President Trump, did impeach President Trump, but Democrats can destroy executive privilege. We weren't allowed to, the country wasn't allowed to know what took place in that bunker in the basement of the Capitol during impeachment, but they get to know any and everything they want about conversations between the president and his top advisor. This is so wrong. Democrats on it is wrong. It is wrong. If you do, guys, first and foremost, first and foremost, if you want to see that full video, guys, um, you can head over to Breitbart. It's on the very top section of Breitbart, as well as all other major conservative platform of news broadcast, guys. Head over there. Tremendous content. Why is that? Why is that? We're talking about Mark Meadows. We're talking about all of the men and women that served under President Trump, served under President Trump, and he is still getting hell. He is still getting backfired for it. For what? For what? Hell, it could have been Joe Biden and the very same people. And those people wouldn't get attacked. They wouldn't be slamming the book on them. They wouldn't be doing none of that crap. But this is, this is the aftermath we have to see in this country. This is the total bullshit that we are seeing in this country. Total bullshit. Where they will silence you and throw the book at you if you had any ties or affiliation with former President Donald Trump. It's true. Look at the January 6th committee. Look what they're doing right there. That's why I'm saying America has had enough. America does not want this shit anymore in the country. They don't want this crap. They don't want this crap at all in the country. They're fed up with it. They don't want it. Done it over with. Now. Now. I want to move on to why Biden must resign. Why we must have Biden resign. Hell, we know Nancy Pelosi's not going to be invoking the 25th Amendment on him because it's their puppet. The puppet. That's why. That's why Nancy won't invoke the 25th. Well, folks. Getting a little sick. 
really is. It's getting sick and depressing that we have a government that's supposed to be for and by the American people. And we have nitwits like this. There was an article just the other day from Nancy Pelosi on a on a comment regarding Trump. Asking what her views and thoughts were if Trump were to decide to run on the 2024 ticket. Oh, yeah. Check this out, guys. Trump has indicated that he plans to announce a 2024 run in the next month or so. What impact would that have on the midterms, and would it benefit Democrats, in your opinion? Do I ever even mention his name? Would I even waste my time talking about him? What oh, I will shut say the is, hell up, lady. And I'll say this, and I've said it again and again. Democrats have absolutely no intention of losing the House in November. And the Senate, too. I don't speculate on who's running in 2024, even if it's the former occasional occupant of the White House. That's up to the Republicans to figure out what it, impact it may have on them. But we do know uh, that if people vote, women vote, women win, and so do their issues. What a stupid moron. Stupid, stupid stuff. Stupid, idiotic stuff in this country. Boils my blood seeing this stupid shit. A lot of people are like, why are you so angry, Michael? I'm angry because I have to deal with nimrods like this that are constantly devaluing and defacing our liberties and freedoms every single day. I want to question the folks that may be listening to me live here on any three of the platforms, whether it's Rumble or Facebook or Twitch, bring in the comments. Is this the crap that we voted for in 2020? I really would like to see answers come in. I would love to understand who voted for this crap. Please, I'm inviting liberals. I'm inviting conservatives. I'm inviting anybody. Hell, you could be an independent for Christ's sakes. I'm inviting everybody into this live feed. Whatever platform you decide to view us on, bring in the comments, and I'll love to answer the comments that come in. Because, you know, I talk to people all the time, whether it's on the streets, restaurants, wherever. Hell, I could be at the local Walmart. And I ask people, Sometimes. Hey, who'd you vote for? Trump or Biden? Well, sometimes I get a a straight answer. And sometimes I get faces. Like six different faces looked at me. You know, from the same person, of course. But, you know, they just look at me with five different heads. They they, They can't answer the question. Folks, really? Is this what you voted for? High inflation? High gas prices? Seriously, is this what you voted for? Is this the better America that you wanted under Biden? Did you actually think that a career politician like Joe Biden was going to deliver anything better than Trump did in four years? Well, I'm I'm sorry to say, folks, you're, you're, you're mistaken. You're you're literally mistaken. Hold that thought, guys. I want to get into uh, another topic here that's relating to this. I got to get a quick break in. Uh, We'll be right back after these short words. Seriously, answer that question. Is this the better system that you wanted for America? Around the Hulu Motel and you start to realize everybody's into something. There are those whose theories have theories. It's obviously the cat guy. It's always the cat guy. Others live to chase the thrill. But no matter what you're into, Hulu has it all. No questions asked. Because, hey, who am I to judge? Huzzah.
All right, guys, we're back here on the show. Thank you for tuning in on Twitch, Rumble, and Facebook, guys, as we are streaming live. Uh, shortly after this broadcast, we always uh, uh, upload it to our audio platforms, uh, whether you're listening on Spotify, Google, Apple, or Amazon Music. or uh, We are now on Alexa. That's right, guys. You can tell Alexa, hey, Alexa, play the Patriot Angle podcast, and we will pop up right to the current episode. Phenomenal, guys. Also want to say that this show is sponsored by LiveRishi.com. What is LiveRishi? LiveRishi is a CBD company. Phenomenal. If you're not wanting to put that crap, that chemical pill or cream shit on your skin, you want something more organic, more natural, head over to Live. Rishi.com. That's right, guys. LiveRishi.com. L-I-V, uh, excuse me, right? L-I-V-E-R-I-S-H-I.com. Use promo code Patriot Unfiltered, and you will get 20% off your entire order, guys. I wouldn't vouch for them unless I knew that they were a great company. LiveRishi.com. Phenomenal products. Phenomenal results. Great stuff, guys. LiveRishi.com. Hit that promo code Patriot Unfiltered for 20% off your entire order. Mention that you heard it on the Patriot Angle podcast and you can get that exclusive offer, guys. Great stuff. Back here on the show, guys, we got to talk about uh, what the hell is going on with our country. Uh, We're seeing tremendous, tremendous turmoil. It's crazy. Literally crazy. I want to plug it in a video uh, from Fox's The Five uh, just earlier today. Judge Jeanine uh, Pirro, America's judge, tackling this issue very, very uh, accurately. Check this out, guys. The Fox, The Five. Great set of people. Hello, everyone. I'm Judge Jeanine Pirro along with Geraldo Rivera. Lawrence Jones, Katie Pavlich, and Tyrus. It's 5 o'clock in New York City, and this is The Five. President Biden in Saudi Arabia claiming he is talking tough with the oil-rich dictators over the murder of journalist Jamal Khashoggi and laughing off questions over his controversial fist bump with the country's crown prince. With respect to the murder of Khashoggi, I raised it at the top of the meeting, making it clear what I thought of it at the time and what I think of it now. I said very straightforwardly, for an American president to be silent on an issue of human rights is this consistent with, inconsistent with who we are and who I am. He basically said that he, uh, he, he was not personally responsible for it. I, I indicated I thought he was. Yes. You're coming under a lot of fire for your fist bump with the crown prince. <laughs> I just wanted to give you a chance to respond to that. But also, how can you be sure that another incident, another murder like Jamal Khashoggi's won't happen again? God love you. What a silly question. How could I possibly be sure of any of that? The president is under enormous pressure to bring down surging gas prices with the trip, with Democrats in his own party getting tired of his inflation spin. I think that we have a responsibility in leadership to be honest with people, to not try to spin them. And then we have a responsibility to chart the way forward. Um, it doesn't mean that there's a silver bullet um, on fixing inflation. I want to be just straight about that. And then I want to say, here's the plan. Here's the path. But was it all for nothing? At least one report indicates Biden will be coming back home with no announcement on producing more oil. But have no worries. While he might not get any more oil, he is making moves on green energy. Saudi Arabia will also partner with us. I have to go back to this. Look at this. Biden is now pushing for a green energy meeting with Saudis. Oh, yeah. Yeah, look at this. Biden pushing green energy at meeting with Saudis. What the hell is he pushing for green energy for? You want fucking windmills? You want birds chipping in the fucking... I mean, that's the stupidest theory I ever heard in my life. Pushing for green energy. Yeah. 
It's the same president that said he wants to uh, try to invoke solar panels into America, thinking it's going to be the, the greatest thing. The greatest thing. Oh, yeah. 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 Check more of this clown out, folks. More of this crap of literally Biden. Yeah. With us on a far reaching energy initiative focused on green hydrogen, solar, carbon capture, nuclear, and other projects to, acceler- to accelerate the world's clean energy transition and to help the U.S. clean energy industry set global standards. When will we see the impact of this visit? I suspect you won't see that for another a couple weeks. And, 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 we'll, and we'll see more when we see gas stations start to lower their price consistent with what they're paying for the oil. So I'll start with you, uh, Geraldo. The president has done everything he can to trash the Saudis uh, and to destroy American energy independence. And so he goes over there, hat in hand, uh, to ask for more oil. And instead of delivering the goods, there was no announcement that we're getting more oil. What he does is he announces that we're going to be partners with Saudi Arabia on green energy. What is wrong with this man? Uh, I think it's it's a, a discordant note, to say the least. I, I don't understand why he went there, why he had to go there, knowing that he's being criticized for emphasizing electric vehicles and so forth at a time when gas prices are going through the roof. I will say to the president's uh, in his defense, gas prices have been trending down a couple of pennies every day, uh, and it's been every day uh, for almost the last month now. Uh, To me, the biggest thing about this visit to Saudi Arabia came right in the last hour or two, the announcement that uh, there was this deal between Saudi Arabia and Israel, where Israeli planes can now land in Saudi Arabia and vice versa. This is a huge deal. Saudi Arabia, of course, is the keystone of the anti-Israeli Arab bloc. And uh, if, uh, if we can get normalized relations between Saudi Arabia and Israel, I think that is a huge, huge step uh, these islands in the Red Sea, I know them, sailed past them. A lot of tension over the years between Egypt, Saudi Arabia, and Israel. That looks like it's going to be in the past right now. Uh, it does seem to me that there is meaningful progress, not on the energy front, ironically, maybe bitterly ironically because we need it, but on the political front whereby Saudi Arabia now joining many other the Arab states in normalizing relations okay. with Israel, all right. the so, Abraham Accords going on. Yeah, so we don't really give Biden credit for this, do right. we? I mean, Biden didn't do this. The guy can barely get over there and, you know, decide whether he's going to shake his hand or fist bump. So as for the fist bump, I'll go to you, Tyrus. What's with the fist bump? I, I don't know. I, I guess if a handshake or a fist bump somehow, just because you pull the fingers back, it's different, but the same. It, it's laughable. I also like the fact that he said... Um, I don't believe him, but he told me he didn't do it. So, you know, and then I, I said, I think he didn't do it. And the only thing they said they'll partner with us with, with clean energy. When is that going to be? Michael Gardner, unfiltered. All right, guys, back here on the show of the shows. I, I mean, you heard, you know, from the panel of the five making some really, really uh, valuable points, uh, valuable claims, you know, that uh, that Biden now is wanting to push uh, green energy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Want to save money. Why are we not tackling issues that we're seeing here in the country? Again, why are we not tackling issues, the real issues that we're facing here in the country? Gas shortage. According to Joe Biden, gas is improving, approving. Why are we not tackling that? Why are we not tackling Homelessness rising at historic highs. According to Joe Biden, homeless is okay. Shall I go on? Why are we not tackling high unemployment rates? People can't find work. Well, we're seeing two parts of that, folks. Two. We're seeing people that don't want to work and people that can't find work. They can't find work 
because they have families maybe at home that they have to care for. Why is this president not tackling the real issues of this damn country? I'm fed up. Fed up. I'm fed up with seeing our country go into shit. You know, the other day I had the honor to talk to um, a uh, a fellow podcaster up in uh, Toronto, Canada. Really, really good. Really, really good uh, episode. Damn good episode. Um, had different viewpoints, different opinions, different thoughts. I got into an issue with just different issues. Some issues he was able to, you know, agree with me on. And some issues he just straight out and said that, you know, that's wrong, Michael. Well, I'll tell you what is wrong. We are a country that are putting ourselves last. We're putting ourselves last before first. We're putting other countries first before America. That's wrong. You know, we actually had a president, folks, that actually put this country first. Actually put the interests in Americans first. Brought good jobs. Built a failed economy under Obama and made it stronger. Rebuilt our depleted military under Obama and made it 10 times stronger. Created a border wall, which would have been done if Joe Biden didn't come to his stupid senses and say that, oh, we don't need a border wall. We don't need this. We don't need that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out why the decision was to close that border to begin with. What's the decision? I'm still waiting for a decision by the Democrats, uh, basically uh, going and saying that the border wall is no longer needed in Texas. It's no longer needed along the Rio Grande. It's no longer needed. Why? Oh, I guess they love having drugs come into this country. Unless they, they, they like having criminals come into this country. Nothing's said about that. Nothing's said about that. Come on and come and come and go into this country. Go wherever the hell you damn well please. Folks, this is wrong. Our country is being robbed every single day. It's being robbed. It's being robbed and we're being cheated. I need everyone that's listening to this, everyone in America to wake up and understand where your country is going. We are going down dark, dangerous paths, ladies and gentlemen. Dark, dangerous paths. If we don't fix these decisions that we've had made, it's too late. I'm not trying to scare anybody. I'm not trying to be some type of conspiracy theorist. I'm stating true facts, ladies and gentlemen. I'm stating facts, folks, that if we do not elect the right leadership, the leadership we elect will doom our country. We're just about there. Hasn't anybody figured that out yet? This is terrible. Terrible stuff that is happening to our country. Our country is in turmoil, folks. Literally turmoil. The Democratic Sharks are literally circling on the beach. Circling on the beach. A quote that Donald Trump just had made just recently at a CPAC convention. 
that our leaders are dumb. They're ignorant. They're stupid. We are being led by the most stupid, idiotic people on the planet. Disgusting. It is. If you take over Ukraine, we're going to sanction you, they say. Sanction? Well, that's a pretty weak statement. Putin is saying, oh, they're going to sanction me. They sanctioned me for the last 25 years. You mean I can take over a whole country and they're going to sanction me? You mean they're not going to blow us to pieces, at least psychologically? The problem is not that Putin is smart, which, of course, he's smart. But the real problem is that our leaders are dumb. <laughs> dumb. So dumb. And they so far allowed him to get away with this travesty and assault on humanity. That's what it is. This is an assault on so sad. Yeah, folks. Literally. We are seeing an assault on humanity. This president is assaulting our liberties and freedoms. Former President Donald Trump labeling it very, very accurately. I'm still questioning why everybody was so upset and so angry at this man. You want to be angry, you want to be upset, that's fine. But my friends, you are angry at the wrong scenario. You want to show anger? That's great. Show it at the leader that's in charge right now. Does he have your interest in anything? No. Does he want to create change for anything? Highly doubt it. Highly doubt it. Like I said, folks, the Democratic Sharks are circling on the beach. They are. They're circling on the beach. Check this out. This is what I mean by his disapproval rating on inflation is topping 70%. His disapproval rating overall is still in the 50s. But if you compare that to every single other president at this point in the first term, throughout polling history, this goes all the way back since the 1940s, he is the worst on both. Wow. And the reason he is the worst overall is because inflation is eating his presidency alive at this mm. point. The Democratic sharks are circling, and even CNN is putting a fork in Biden's presidency. President Biden oversees and reeling from another series of battering poll numbers on his disastrous handling of everything. The latest survey reveals only 18% of Americans want to see him run and destroy the country a second time. Those numbers have Democrats back at home measuring the drapes outside the Oval Office. Good hair Governor Gavin Newsom looking pretty comfortable walking around White House grounds while the president's away. The liberal leader has been dropping subtle clues that he's itching to run for president. After running attack ads against Governor Ron DeSantis and urging Floridians to move to California. Is some laying out his 2024 vision in a speech. But I do believe education is under assault in ways that I've never experienced in my lifetime. I really believe that. But, but what's happening now, banning books, suppressing speech, the othering of our students, teachers, parents, it's alarming. Freedom, it's under attack in your state. And Republican leaders, they're banning books, making it harder to vote, restricting speech in classrooms, even criminalizing women and doctors. Another power-hungry Democrat's trying to get his name out there by provoking DeSantis. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker set to give a keynote speech this weekend at a fundraiser for Florida Democrats. But maybe don't count Joe out yet. The president looks like he wants a rematch against Donald Trump. 
I'm not predicting, but I, I would, uh, I would not be disappointed. The one thing I know about politics, and American politics in particular, is there's no way to uh, predict what's going to happen. I'm not even halfway through my term yet. Yep. And so there's a lot of room to figure out what's going to happen. All right, Judge, you've seen the landscape <laughs> over the last 24 to 48 hours. You know, I have to tell you, when he said, you know, you can't predict this. Even I can't predict it. I, I can't predict, predict it. Was I win. think it's hilarious. I think it's it's it's, it's straight up hilarious. I'm going to go back to that clip there. Uh, Judge Jeanine, love her. She's making valuable points. Valuable points. We're seeing a president now that wants a fucking rematch against Trump. You know, a rematch, huh? A rematch. Okay. Did anybody see the uh, the Rockies movies, right? Uh, you know, where Rocky fought Apollo in the first Rocky movie. And then in Rocky II, he went back against Apollo and he won, right? The first match was like a split decision. So he kind of lost, but he kind of won. And Apollo kind of lost and he kind of won. It was a split decision. No one won and no one lost. But Rocky came back in the second Rocky movie and fought for honor. So, so does anybody see the uh, the metaphor here? The 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 uh, the example I'm using. Donald Trump is going to come back in 2024. Not only is he fighting for our country, but he's fighting for the honor of every American citizen out there. Every American citizen out there. Yeah. So, with that being said, does does uh does Joe Biden stand a chance? Does he stand a chance? I don't know. I really don't know if if he does stand a chance because. You know, we're seeing, uh, you know, a, a potential uh, 2024 gear up for 2024. A potential Democratic gear up. It can go both ways, folks. Both ways. Check more of this out here of what the five is now saying with this here. And want to get into the whole Newsom DeSantis thing, and we're going to close it out on the show, guys. Check this out. I mean, this is this is some really, really interesting stuff. Really, really interesting stuff. Pick in the middle, weights. though, didn't he? I hate him. Weights. You hate him. <laughs> yeah, because he's uh, he's kind of elegant. He's good looking. He's tall. <laughs> you know, and but you can't have a president that says othering. What is yeah. with the Democrats in the English language? Why yeah. are they trying to mutilate it? I mean, you know, they're t- they they want to operate on little kids, and they're doing the same thing to the language. You know, uh, and, and then and then Gavin actually visited Ron Klain. You know, Joe's chief of staff and claimed that they were just talking about California issues. That's like walking in on your wife and the tennis instructor in bed and she goes, oh, we're just doing post, you know, stretches. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. And the reason why they're not talking about Kamala is that for her to run, she's got to pick a VP and, you, and a VP is not supposed to be, you know, a VP can't outshine her. Right. Every VP. It's like trying to find an opening band for Maroon 5, right? Oh, that's yeah, Every not band fair. is going to make them look <laughs> terrible. So she can't, So she's toast. And I know I'm not supposed to compare people to breakfast foods, but she is toast. <laughs> but this, when you watch what's going on right now, it reminds me of when a really, really rich relative starts, you know, maybe in their 80s, gets a slight cough, and all of a sudden all these money-grubbing cousins show up, and they're acting like he's already dead. And they're not, they're, I'm, I keep waiting for somebody to go up to Joe and start measuring him for a coffin, you know? I, I, I thought that was hysterical, guys. Hysterical stuff. You know, I mean, it's, it's getting to that point. It's getting to that point. They just made another valuable point. That's what I love about the five. I love plugging in the content because they, they come out with really accurate information and facts. Stuff that you won't hear on CNN or any other stupid platform, liberal pap- platform out there in America. But they're coming out with facts, folks. They, they just said that 
you know, it's a possible run-up that the Democrats are gearing up possibly for Gavin Newsom possibly running for 2024. Holy shit, wouldn't that be a nightmare, huh? The most liberal governor, leftist governor, socialist governor, if I may add, in America, Gavin Newsom, for president of 2024? Holy shit, that would be a, that would be pretty bad, folks. Pretty bad stuff, if you ask me. I I don't know. I don't know. But then again, folks, this is going to go into my last topic here as we're talking about what we're talking about here on the show. That Gavin Newsom is now releasing campaign ads, which I plugged a little bit of it in that last clip. He's plugging campaign ads against Florida's Ron DeSantis. Yes. I think the Democrats, folks, are gearing up for Newsom as the potential contender for the presidency of 2024. So wouldn't that be something? Let's just say, folks, that possibly Newsom running for president for 2024 against Donald Trump or possibly DeSantis for that matter. Wouldn't that be something? Newsom against Trump or DeSantis? It's a high possibility, folks. A very high possibility. Check this clip out, guys. Today, Governor Newsom has a new campaign ad airing, but not here in California. It's airing in Florida. Thanks for joining us for Fox 40 News at 530. I'm Eric Harriman. Nikki has the day off. That move is renewing a lot of questions about Newsom's potential plans for a future presidential run. Fox 40 Capitol reporter Ashley Zavala explains. It's Independence Day, so let's talk about what's going on in America. Governor Gavin Newsom's re-election campaign dropping its latest ad on 4th of July. But instead of speaking to California voters, the ad is airing nearly 3,000 miles away in Florida on Fox News cable zones across that state. Freedom is under attack in your state. Newsom taking aim at Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and his efforts to ban abortion, limit free speech in class, and tighten voting restrictions. DeSantis has been considered a potential front-running Republican candidate for president in 2024. Or join us in California, where we still believe in freedom. The ad setting off political fireworks and raising questions about Newsom's future beyond California. Stephen Maviglio is a Democratic strategist. I think it's a really smart investment. I mean, for $100,000, he's getting a million dollars worth of national publicity. You know, there's a lot of buzz these days about Joe Biden not running again, who will run. And I think Gavin Newsom certainly wants his name in that running. And uh, this is one way to guarantee that. But Newsom has recently said he has sub-zero interest in running for president. I think the governor is smart enough to realize his name is still on the ballot this year to run for governor of California. And even though it's going to be a cakewalk, I think he doesn't want to take that for granted with voters. So it's just something to say. Shut the garbage off. Don't trust folks. I smell it brewing. Like coffee in the morning. I smell it brewing. I smell a ticket for Newsom. I think the Democrats have the fuel for their fire in 2024. I see it happening, folks. Why would he launch a campaign ad in DeSantis' home state of Florida? Why would he launch that on purpose in the state of Florida? It's a clear giveaway. He's running for president for 2024. It's a clear giveaway. I've been right on several things. I knew I was right on COVID from the very start of it. I said that COVID was 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 literally a a a a a, a plan to destroy the base of the Republican Party. I knew this. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. I think the Democrats are literally trying to gear up and prep Newsom for the presidency of 2024. They know that Biden is literally decaying every single day. They know. The man can't read cue cards. He can't read the teleprompter. He has uh, mass confusion on 
uh, confusion, excuse me, on who to shake hands with. He doesn't know where to stand. He doesn't know who to talk to. He's losing it, folks. They see it every single day. I'm telling you right now. I, I hope, you know, I'm not saying anything bad about anybody, but I hope that our president is 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 still around in 2024 because, you know, I don't want anything bad to happen to our president, but he, he he's he, he's literally decaying, folks, every single day. He's decaying. He's falling apart. Dementia is being sunken in really, really rapidly. So what does that happen? What happens from there? We possibly have a Kamala Harris step in as president. Nancy Pelosi steps into vice presidency. And then shit, I said just a couple episodes back, a possibly AOC as House Speaker. Folks, these are scary times. The four most radicalized people in America. You want that leadership leading America? See, we could fix this in 2024. We could fix it in 2022. We could vote out all this shit in 2022 for the midterms, and we can vote this crap out for 2024. We can elect new leadership for 2024. Please let's not make us let's not make the same mistake, please. Let's not make the same mistake that we did in 2020. Let's vote Joe out, or hopefully let's have him resign. It would most likely be better for him to resign, step down, do the same thing that Nixon did, step down. He knows he can't lead this country anymore. Step down, Joe, and have somebody else take the helm. But we need to also look at it at another way. Because if he does step down, that gives leverage to Kamala Harris. That gives leverage to Nancy Pelosi. That gives leverage to AOC. We need to look at this responsibly, folks. Conservative America and everybody that looks at America's principles and holds this country with their hearts in their hand need to understand that this country needs to be more responsible with their choices. They do, folks. Literally, they need to make more responsible choices. Here we go. Yes. So, folks, as I close this out, I want to thank anybody who tuned in to our live Twitch feed. Thank you very much. Make sure you hit that follow button, U.S. Patriot Unfiltered, streaming live on Twitch, as well as Rumble. That's right, guys. We are on Rumble. Check us out. Search us on Rumble. Patriot Angle Podcast will pop right up as we are streaming live on Facebook, the Patriot Angle Podcast. Okay? I want to make a huge announcement, guys. A very huge announcement. Starting this Sunday, we are going to have a second series added into the show. Second series. The show is going to be called Unfiltered Gaming of Rants. For those who are checking out the live feed right now, we are going to have the show Unfiltered Gaming of Rants. It's going to be tremendous, guys. It's going to be phenomenal. Super, super phenomenal. I think I just made up a word, but oh well. Um, The co-host here on the show that will be joining me is no other than the man behind the mic of his own show on, on Twitch, Liz Dexia 82 Dex, that's right, guys, joining us on the show as the special guest co-host that will be doing this thing once a month, guys. So this Sunday, the very first pilot episode will be this Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Pacific, streaming live on Twitch, Facebook, and Rumble. That's right, guys. Got a lot of avenues to check us out on. Thank you very much for tuning in, and we will see you this Sunday uh, afternoon. Thank you, guys.